BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. So how have you been, Psyche? Hey, I've been good. I've been very busy recently, but oh, really? other than that, yeah, like good busy. Do you know you know the kind of like you've you've got yourself working on a lot of different things and it's keeping you distracted kind of busy? That kind of busy. Uh, I'm kind of in the opposite boat. I'm like intentionally not busy because I'm just really trying to like become undepressed. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I'm trying to that's like really important. I think you have to be like really intentionally not busy. Like you have to I'm, make the time for it if that makes I've completely sense? like dipped out I've just like gone on kind of like a social media blackout mm. and everything I've been rearranging my room I've been like upgrading um not like in any kind of fancy way but just like trying to like clear out space so it's like a it's definitely like a spring cleaning feeling um when I look yeah. at it the next step is the closet because I realized oh. that you know 90% of what I have out is like sweaters and it's getting hot I mean it's already May I don't know <laughs> you're in the yeah, UK where did time go it's, it's weird, springtime it's a good for time you too right Yes, it's springtime for us. We've literally just hit like kind of weird. I'm in Ireland, so it's like weird and 
humid but kind of warm sometimes so it's i don't know it's that time of year though i think <laughs> i know i'm like man i only have sweaters but it's so because it's cold in my room but it's hot outside and so i'm streaming i have to have one wardrobe for streaming and one wardrobe for going it's out into hard. the real world <laughs> it's totally hard so uh, we both know our guest today mia bite yeah but shady if i'm not wrong uh Mia Bite is one of your closest friends, right? Yeah, me and Mia go back a long time. <laughs> Wait, who? No, I don't know. I don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> so, um, Hi, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome everybody to Boss Level. Uh, so this is a podcast where we feature conversations with guests who have leveled up, bringing an experience boost to the table. And we have a wonderful, wonderful uh, guest and longtime friend of mine, um, Mia Bite, here today. Um, yeah, we we go back to like, what, 2017 ish? I don't know. Uh, it was like really early. Not. 2016. It was really early. Like yeah. when I, the first year I started streaming, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit before you started streaming. So uh, Mia certainly leveled up recently. So I'm very excited to <laughs> to pick your brain and um, see how mm-hmm. everything's been going for you in your uh, wonderful stream journey. Um, so why don't you start out by telling everybody a little bit about you, what your name is and, uh, you know. How you oh got, God, we're starting with the big questions. I don't know if I can handle this. What's um, your name? Easy. What's my name? My name. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Mia, otherwise known as Mia Bite across all the socials and social media and stuff like that. I am a variety content creator. I do all sorts. I'm also a VTuber and I am uh, the live content producer over a gaming magazine. So I'm very busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrying a lot mm-hmm. of stuff under those little wings. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to fly with these tiny wings. It's terrible. <laughs> so Mia, I have to ask. I've known you for a little while now, and mm-hmm. I've always kind of wondered where does the where does the bite part from Mia bite come from? Like, what is the history behind that? Oh, what is the history behind that? The history behind that is I tried all the permutations of different <laughs> names when I was when I was rebranding, and none of them were available. Uh, and Mia bite was so. It's I don't know. I was kind of hoping you'd say it was something like Reboot. You know the series Reboot? I'm aware of the series Reboot. Yeah, like Megabyte. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm. I was like, maybe it's something like that, but no. Okay. They promised us a reboot of Reboot and we never got it. There was. (laughs) That was never Oh, there there was? There was like a a live action, uh, like. Thing with Uh-oh. kids or something and then they oh, went no. into like the reboot world i heard about this oh, no. and apparently it was terrible so that um, doesn't sound like the right direction to take that at all <laughs> probably not <laughs> i but, just you know, feel yeah. like like a show like reboot though is this is what back in the 90s on like mm-hmm. cartoon network and it was weird that weird like we're just now discovering how to do cg kind of tell if you've mm. never seen reboot um and it was exploring like the internet quote unquote with how we understood it back in the 90s so there was like viruses as bad guys and yeah. it was such an interesting i don't know i, I don't we, know we're we totally could. dating ourselves here by the uh, way true yeah I we don't, really are i don't I'm know so if we sorry could. i brought it up <laughs> i regret it i don't, I don't know know if if we could that I'm old. god damn come on I don't, I don't think we could redo it though because it's uh it was such yeah. a product of its time and trying yes. to revisit it would just be like you know anyway <laughs> No, no, I, no you're I, right. you know what nostalgia is like a huge thing for me i'm constantly mm-hmm. thinking about like all the old cartoons i used to watch on cartoon network and, yeah. and just the shows and games that i was into back then what were some of your favorite stuff growing up some of your favorite oh, shows God. and games uh so i loved cartoon network like everything on yeah. cartoon mm-hmm. network i used to watch like powerpuff girls courage the cowardly dog uh, anything <gasps> else that they had on there ed, ed and eddie you know all the all the uh, cartoon cartoons 
It used Let's to have go. that block. Let's go. Billy and Mandy. Oh my God. There's so much. There's the too much. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy is so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nostalgia is a big thing for me. What, like, so I have to ask. You mentioned cartoons, but like if you what is the big nostalgia thing for you as far as video games go? Because I think we all have at least one, right? That's like the the one thing mm. that we remember from our childhood. I mean, I well, um, my history with video games has been long and arduous. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we've I've always kind of been around video games growing up in my household. I mean, uh my youngest memories, like we had an NES in the house. We had an Atari mm-hmm. 7800. We had an Amiga PC. These are all my dads. My dad is like a huge uh, geeky nerd. Oh, cool. And he had all this stuff. And I think he just had it to have it because he never used it. It was always the kids <laughs> that were using it. So, But um, I remember like playing um, Super Mario Brothers, original Super Mario Brothers on the NES. And then for a while, video games kind of just disappeared from my life. So a lot of my memories are linked to getting back into video games. Mm. And uh, mm. I got a I got a secondhand PlayStation for Christmas. And the first game I got for it was Final Fantasy VII. I knew it was going to be a Final oh. Fantasy game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the two games I got were Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. And I don't know if it's, again, the nostalgia thing, but those are two amazing games. I love them so much. Um, awesome. Puzzle Fighter is like this Street Fighter spinoff where it's actually Street Fighter characters who are chibi eyes and they're and you're doing this weird block puzzle game. It's great though. It's so much fun. And it's getting a re-release this year. Oh, apparently cool. on really? Switch. So I, yeah, I found that out the other day and I was like so hyped. Literally. <laughs> mm. That's cool. I've never played it actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I I can't imagine many people have it being an obscure <laughs> spin-off. So. One of those games. Yeah, yeah. I think the other big thing, like everybody else who's probably a millennial who grew up in the 90s, Pokemon. Yeah, like, of course. The Pokemon oh, craze. so big, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that definitely, I mean, that probably kicked off like getting back into video games in general. Pokemon is responsible for all of this mess. So <laughs> y- you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so we do have you here on the boss level podcast. So what what do you think that phrase means to you? What does it mean to be boss level? Oh, I hate this question. I really oh, I like, love I this listen, question. This is my favorite listen, answer. I, 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 I listen to the podcast and I've listened to like everybody else's answers and they're so <laughs> succinct and cool and amazing. Like the, well, the last well, what guest. What does it mean to you to like, what, is like it, what does it mean to me? To um, level up, to become to boss level, level yeah, to step I in. Think, Thing to me, I mean, the the person who said it last, um, I can't remember what their name was. Um, X Frontier, uh, Dr. Uh, K. Ross, yeah, yes. astrophysicist, yes. amazing, yeah, amazing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said it was like uh, you're not playing anybody else's game. I think, yeah, it was a really mm-hmm. cool answer. That was a very very good answer, and I can't top that. But I will go with. Um, I think it's getting to that point of like repetition and just doing your thing over and over again, where you've 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 mastered it. And you're mm-hmm. there. You know exactly what you're doing, mostly. Mm. Um, but you have the confidence to at least push forward, and you can say that. Listen, I'm the boss here. You got the cool. you got that muscle memory. Like I think about it in yeah. terms of like a video game. Like you hit yeah. the boss level. You've already mastered those skills. You know exactly mm-hmm. how to dodge and roll. Dark Souls, though, you're about to get beat down eighty times exactly. before you actually like win. <laughs> Being boss level <laughs> is literally going up against a Dark Souls boss over and over and over yeah. again, and then finally getting to the point where you you've you've mastered it. You know all the moves. You know exactly what to do. But in it those doesn't mean you're gonna so. win. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's mm. true. 
right? That's yeah. Super well, true. And, yeah. Honestly, I think it's 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 always about like taking risks, isn't it? I feel like one mm-hmm. of the biggest things for me and uh what's changed in in my career is like learning to take more risks like mm-hmm. in general uh for the longest time like dealing with I, I deal with a lot of anxiety i'm not gonna trauma dump on you but i i deal with a lot of anxiety i deal with like a lot of fear about things and for the longest time i would like constantly been like step back from opportunities and stuff mm-hmm. um and i think it was only when i just started saying uh like potentially yes to stuff that 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 things just started going in a positive direction. So mm, yeah. yeah, it's like, mm, mm, that's just, genuinely just, something we've actually talked about together fairly recently was, haha, that's my secret. I'm always nervous. So yes. I'm going to very selfishly ask you a question. And that is with <sighs> the fact, because look, I, I'm going to, I'll be fair. I'll give an answer too, because I think this is a really selfish question. But um, whenever you talk about like, you know, anxiety, when it comes to taking on opportunities and, you know, doing things that are maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone, how do you generally deal with that anxiety? How do you overcome it? Because I know it's really hard. Uh, internal screaming, mostly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, I, my my brain is, I'm I'm so scatterbrained that, I'll say yes to something and I'll forget about it until the last minute. So it's it's usually like last minute panic, just like getting onto this podcast today and then just dealing with it, just going with the flow, you know, like yeah. um, it's uh, yeah, just just don't think about it until it happens. That's funny. I was going to say, like going back to the Dark Souls boss thing, I remember I got mm-hmm. stuck on a Ornstein and Smo for our gamers in the mm. audience. Um, but I got stuck on a, a specific set of bosses from that game and I gave up for six months and I thought I would never revisit it because it took me 50, 60, 70 tries and I'm like, I'm yeah. done. I'm never. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm quitting. And then uh, I came back to it like six months later and um, beat it in like the second try, I think. Mm-hmm. because. But it was like, uh, stepping away from something that was making me like so angry and frustrated and I also think like by try like not try 50 but like try 10 try 20 uh, yeah. I was already way too much up in my head and like overthinking and like you know remembering the the very recent failure that I just went through and expecting it to happen again mm-hmm. and I, I do think that there's a lot to be said about like boss level or whatever like you have to just kind of be in that moment you can't mm-hmm. you can't be caught up in the anxiety of the past I guess maybe probably the depression of the past, the anxiety of the future. You've got to be right there in that moment um, and just listen to the gut and dodge, dip, dive, duck, dodge, you know, like do exactly what you need to do or you need to do it. Um, And I think that a lot of I I think anxiety is is I mean, definitely like in our not our generation, but this time period, like every like everybody is just like constantly in a state of anxiety. And I Mm -hmm. think that just kind of navigating anxiety and overcome overcoming it to a certain degree because it's always there. It's like the Babadook. You got to lock it up somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it overcoming it or understanding how to navigate it, I think, is a huge part of actually being able to level up, uh, mm-hmm. kind of keeping it in your pocket somewhere. I don't know, it's organizing it in a way. It's something that I relate to because like, I, I have definitely avoided opportunities and avoided stepping out of my comfort zone in the past because I've been absolutely terrified of doing it. And I do like what what you said, me about oh, once you've started actually doing that, you see some positive changes and you see yourself progressing. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. But like, I also think it's important to recognize sometimes that it's OK to stay in your comfort zone for a while. Like if you're if you're in that like burnout phase, for example, and you really, really need to yeah. just kind of scale it I back. Mean- Sometimes you you need to you know give yourself that self care and like look after mm-hmm. your your mental health as well. Like you, if you're just constantly going at, going at it over and over again, I mean that, that that's how you burn out, right? That's that's exactly that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, 
uh, uh, do you all ever deal with imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was actually going to ask you about imposter syndrome today because I know you've talked about it on your Twitter yeah. and it's yeah. definitely a big thing that I experienced. I know, Shady, you've talked about it before oh, yeah. as well on the podcast. It's definitely something I deal I'm with. a constant like, imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I saw, Mia, you posted a meme that... <laughs> I'm going to repeat the meme. I disagree with it, but the meme that popped up that was like, um, are you even good enough to have imposter syndrome? I love I like, that, though. I relate to that. Yep. I felt personally attacked when I yes. found it, so I had to uh, curse everybody else's day. Uh, yeah, well. that cursed yeah. my day. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a big thing because like, I feel, I feel like, um, especially with content creation, and this is something I know that both of you probably experience as well from like streaming where you're a variety streamer when you're a variety streamer you're putting yourself out there and it's really really hard because Oof. the content and the the things that you're producing are very much you and you as a person i've been struggling like, deal that? i've been struggling a lot with that. i'm actually this is like a whole dark night of the soul a midlife crisis existential crisis number 18 i don't know exactly what i'm going through right now but it's been a lot of like reflection I'm, I'm like trying to get my website built up so i'm trying to write a bio for myself and in writing a bio i've been reflecting on like what i've been doing for the last 15 years and mm. oh, dating myself whatever like i'm old you know i'm turning 34 <laughs> in a month like i'm you know i'm a i'm a i'm a you know old ass anyway <laughs> but uh I'm, i've been reflecting on this and i've been looking back like like not even just the five years ago when i started streaming but the 10 years ago when i was like a Oh my God, just like super cringe level. And like to the point where it's like, I want to be disassociated with like my older versions of myself. And, and, and I'm, I don't know if that's like, I don't know how that links into imposter syndrome, but I think it's like looking at these old versions of myself and realizing like that is me. And then this is what people saw. Like, this is what people thought I was. And and I know that I'm not that anymore, but I know that I was that. And I still kind of identify with it in some ways. And even now I'm thinking about myself and like trying to write this bio. And then I'm thinking like, five years from now, am I going to look at this bio and be embarrassed of it? And then it it paralyzes me to not even want to to write it because I'm like, Mm. and then I've been going through this whole, do I just want to completely delete all my social media and rebrand without my face and be completely detached from, you're talking about variety streamers are putting yourself out there and I'm starting to feel like I've overexposed myself and I've left myself no private space. There was some Mm. YouTuber who I I didn't watch a lot. You'll probably, Dan someone or other. He was a bit like Dan in real life. I think he was a huge YouTuber. Mm. He just put this video out recently about like why I quit YouTube and he was talking a lot about how he used to to make content out of his bedroom. His sentence he said was like, I used to just make content out of my bedroom because I have zero boundaries. And then like... Mm my bed's right behind me like right now and like that's like another like there, there's so much anyway to, to condense this all back is I don't know if imposter syndrome ever goes away I think it has a lot to do with self-confidence and uh, I I don't I self-esteem maybe and and being confident in what you're doing and no living with no regrets I guess because like I think that a lot of imposter syndrome for me is like yes it's got a lot to do with like people think that I'm cooler than I am or people think I'm more qualified than I am or I'm 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 more important than I am but a lot of that stems from I'm I'm still thinking that I'm this like idiotic 20 year old you know that wrote that wrote the Tumblr bio that I'm like cringing at now as like an adult like and it, I, I don't it's, it's hard to escape like, from that trauma though yeah to be fair like there's so much I feel probably like a lot of people that deal with imposter syndrome probably have like a lot of past trauma 
and like a lot of stuff that has been put on I'd you, right? I'd say there's a lot to unpack there. I was about and, to say, yeah. let me get these boxes up, let's unpack. <laughs> Excuse me, well, I, I just opened this book. But like, you're, you're right, because I, I also, this is something that actually, I had a really big conversation with people on stream about once, because um, I am not the same person I was last year. I'm not the same person mm. I was five years ago. I'm, thank God I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Mm. And I feel like it's really hard sometimes, especially for people who have trauma, it's very hard for you to um, accept the fact that you're a different person now and that the things that applied back then don't necessarily apply now. And mm. we need to be able to give ourselves the space to do that and to grow and evolve as people. And we also have to like credit ourselves with doing that but it's impossible sometimes. It's really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, this last week, and, and I knew about it for a while, but I was um, announced as a, a new Twitch ambassador. And Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, to relate it back to the conversation at hand, uh, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why. Like other people uh, tell me I deserve this and it's, you know, it's amazing and that you work really hard and you constantly have this voice in the back of your head like, no, you don't. No, no, you're just saying that. You just, no, I don't believe any of that, you know. And 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 honestly, for like the last week or so, uh, there's been moments where I've just been like, I just want to quit streaming and content creation altogether. I'll mm. just go back to a normal job, you mm. know, because like, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, it's not... It's not going well, even though it's going well. It's mm. it's weird. It's just like this little voice in the back of your head that constantly yeah, tells you that really you're hard. doing things wrong and you're no good. Mm. And it's 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 very, very hard to deal with that. And um, yeah, and I think like a, a lot of the stuff I've been trying to do more recently is is be kinder to myself mm. and and like get it through my brain that, hey, I am here for a reason. I and if I if I were to go back in time let's say, to the start of my streaming career and tell myself, hey, this is where you're going to be now. I, my old self would go, oh my God, that's amazing. You, yeah. You've done so well. And for some reason, like the present brain does not think about yourself in the same way as, as if you, you were comparing yourself with, with your past self. I think that uh, might give me more imposter syndrome. If like my, my future, really? more successful version of myself came up to me, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I, I would be sitting there as like my little loser self, not having done anything, and be like, "There's no way I'll ever be that cool." Like, I, I think it would, it would enforce the imposter syndrome in me. Listen, listen. If you want to know about imposter syndrome as a trans person, I know a lot about <laughs> imposter syndrome. Um, and again, like this is obviously a different point of view because if mm -hmm. I get, if I went back to my past self and just showed them what I was doing now, they would be ecstatic. Like if I told yeah. them like I was I was working with companies uh, like Square Enix and, and Nintendo and, and stuff like that from time to time, they they would they would lose their freaking mind and absolutely adore me. Um, but not to big myself up too much, obviously, because my current brain doesn't do that. <laughs> that's that's the point. It's like your your current self. Sometimes you have to step back and look at the bit of bigger picture and look at the journey that you've been on. Like you say, you know, you you look back at your past self and think you hate that person. Mm. And comparatively to the future, you might hate the person that you are now. But who are you going to be in the future? Yeah. You're going to be if you hate yourself in the future, you're a better version of yourself. Right. That's yeah. True. That's to a really good way of looking at to it. To cringe is to grow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we have reached our first save point. So we are going to take a super short break and we'll see you back here soon. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, well, welcome back in, everybody. We are here chatting with the absolutely lovely Mia Bite. We went deep really fast. Like, yeah, we did. We, we, we did. Should, I'm we, sorry for taking us there to therapy hour. I apologize. Yeah, we jumped but. in hard. No, it's great, though. Like, But I have I think that like I'm also like happy to it, it encourage the conversation because I've been, like I said, in like a dark night of the soul kind of, you know, who am I uh, mm. like kind of moment. Um, so I'm definitely big brain. But let's let's maybe pull back a little bit and and come back into your journey because we've touched on quite a few things in, in your journey. So you've mentioned that you're um, a transgender streamer. You've mentioned that you've recently hit Twitch Ambassador. Um, so there's a lot of different things I think we could we could start to unpack there. But let's let's maybe start with how did you get started streaming? What did, did you have anything in your background that created the the initiative to go into streaming or are you from a completely different background? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, God, this is such a long story, um, <laughs> but I'll go into it. Okay. So lifelong love of video games, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I never really knew what to do with myself, like growing up and in school and stuff. So I went into um, media production. I did media production at college uh, and media studies. And then I went and did film production in uh, university. I graduated with honors. And then after that, I kind of just 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 couldn't find any work like mm, i i got right. like the highest degree and i couldn't find anything so i started mm. working in a video game store and uh right. that was an experience and that's another story for another day but uh <laughs> that was about three years of working in a video game store before i um i i told them to stick it uh <laughs> and because i got invited out to go to uh los angeles work on a very very micro budget feature film that turned out to be terrible so i did two months in los angeles and then six months in china working post-production and then my life sort of fell apart Mm. which was amazing Uh, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because uh i came out of that situation i i was at like my lowest point ever like we're talking content warning like suicidality levels of, of of being down there in the depths I just thinking that my life was over. And uh, that's actually what triggered me transitioning, funnily mm. enough. Again, long oh, wow. story, but it all kind of links together. And then, so I was out of work for a while. I was living with um, family, kind of like couch surfing between my like grandmothers and other family members. Um, and transitioning at the same time. And then I started like my own motion graphic design business. And this directly links into it. I was, I was, just, I was just so bored. I moved into my own place, the place where I am now. And I was so bored all the time. I didn't play video games anymore. Mm. I was just working and like in transition. I didn't have any friends because um, all the people that I'd known before I came out kind of just abandoned me, which Mm, was, that was a lot. Um, And I was like, you know what? I want to play video games again, but I don't want to, I don't want to just play video games because it kind of felt like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know this Twitch thing looks cool. I can, I can talk to people. I can potentially make friends and, and, you know, just hang out and play video games. Let's do that. And and that's, that's how I got into Twitch. It was, it was literally, wow. uh, yeah, it's just, just isolation, I guess that got me yeah. into it, which, uh, yeah. 
more trauma. There's so much yeah. trauma on, on today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compact. I I mm. actually so whenever just I relate to the kind of feeling very lonely and that being why you kind of started with trying to make friends mm. and stuff. I find it really difficult to make friends. Yes, and me too. I like it's really hard and mm-hmm. I feel like so I moved now again. This is only really a big deal to people from Ireland because Ireland's obviously very small. I moved what was for me very far from one side of the country to the other. But for like Americans, for example, it was probably just down the road. Um, <laughs> but I moved like two hours away. So like to me, that was a big deal. It was the first time I'd moved out of my parents' house. I knew no one. And mm. I had gone from not a game store, but like uh, like a land gaming center was where I worked. And it's where I hung out all the time in my spare time. I had friends who played games. I knew so many people. And then I moved to Dublin and I knew no one and I get homesick really easy. So I was homesick. I had no friends. I knew nobody. And then a couple of years into that, I discovered Twitch. And I was like, maybe I could get the same vibe that I had at the gaming center with being online and talking to people about games. Because all I wanted to do was talk about games with people and have like that shared interest. Because f- making friends as an adult is really difficult. Yeah, it is. Especially it really if you have is. anxiety. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a trans person who's like very early in transition, like afraid of everything, afraid of going yeah. out in public, afraid of even like interacting with people. Mm. I mean, uh, we've had con- we've had conversations about this before, Ty, like literally um, about like how I think you reviewed my stream a very long time ago because you used to oh, do stream yeah, reviews. Oh, yeah, stream reviews. <laughs> and because it was very early on, you, you said to me, like, you, you're very, like, timid. Like, you don't trust the people mm-hmm. uh, in chat yet. And, like, you mm. need to come out of your shell a little bit more. Mm. Uh, I, I kind of took that on board. Thank you very much for that, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, so I was, like, really fearful of, of people at, at the time. And, and um, honestly... Uh, streaming has been one of the best things that has ever happened like in terms of like making those connections because like you say making friends is hard i still don't know anybody local to me all my friends are online it's great i talk to them anytime i like it's interesting to me how many how many people i know and it's not everybody Mm -hmm. obviously but how many streamers i know whose origin story has to do with I was really lonely and wanted to make mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> like, yep. It's really, that's my story too, to a certain degree. I just mm. moved, um, mm. gotten dumped and had absolutely no, what I felt like no friends, nothing. And started from there. And now I'm, I don't know, this is again, like the existential crisis, but I'm going into like a, a circling around. I'm on the opposite side of the circle now where I just don't trust anybody anymore. Like I'm, I took, I want to make friends out of all of my profiles. Cause I'm like, I, I'm getting hurt too much. I'm done trying <laughs> yeah. to make friends. Like I, it's so, I don't know. It's, I'm a very sensitive person though. So I guess that's, that's, you know, got a lot to do with it, but it's uh, maybe it's also, you know, it's the it, internet Hollywood and uh, the entertainment industry. People say they're there to make friends, but they're not. And, um, yeah, and yeah, it's really yes. hard to navigate who is authentic and who isn't and who's just trying to use you and who's not. And it's been... Um, <laughs> who are the clout chasers who are just there to uh, use abuse and then move on to somebody and, else and, to leech off? And mm. beyond like the like like clout chasing or whatever is like part of it. But there's also just like our, our communities in general are also just... Not everybody, I'm cynical right now. Let me say I'm coming from a cynical, jaded perspective. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that just want to take everything that you could possibly offer and it's still not enough. And just take yeah. and take and take and take and take. And you're just like completely sucked dry on the floor. And people are still like, okay, but wait, where's mine? 
Like, like mm-hmm. you gave them something. Mm-hmm. I want something. And you're like, I'm dying. And they're like, but I still want something. Like, <laughs> I laugh because I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's something I, I have a really bad habit of when something it makes me think, wow, that yeah, that's really bad. And I agree. I laugh at it. And then people are like, why are you laughing at it? It's not funny. I'm like, because I relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. get it. But like, I, I, can... I feel like that's something that comes up a lot as well, because there's a bunch of streamers that I know who maybe on the, the side of like, you know, oh, I would really like to make friends, but I don't know how and it's really hard. And they're also at the very same time feeling very exposed because mm. again, you're putting yourself out there and it's really, really tricky to kind of set the boundaries and kind of find where the comfortable spot is for you, where mm. you're not feeling like you're constantly just exposed to lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, was there a question in there? No, sorry, no, sorry. No, sorry. 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 Oh. That was just me making a comment on the state of things. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. Uh, the, sobering, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of a lot uh, of it. We're having a heavy conversation uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think here's the thing, though. Like, uh, the good people can get hurt so easily because when you are that kind of person that that does give and like is there for people and is and is constantly like helping out, there are people that will take advantage of that situation yeah especially like and the unfortunate thing is like sometimes they they do seem to be the ones who prevail and it does sometimes feel like the people who dick each other over are the ones yeah. that get a little I bit further. just having that conversation I was mm-hmm. like, I, do I sell out? Do I just go? Do I just? Do, it's working for these people, so why am I not doing it? Like, why am I? Well, like, why am I still know, trying to play by the like good rules or whatever? Like, <laughs> well, what I would say is like, uh, stick with the only thing. To me, I can't see myself being anything other than a good person. Yeah. Again, not to self-aggrandize, but I, I just can't be that way around people. And at this point, it's like I could start being a dick i st- could start trying to make like false connections and like start using people for for clout and stuff like that but that's that that doesn't speak to my heart that's not me mm-hmm. and um again i feel like like it, if you're just yourself and you're giving and you just do do your thing but just keep yourself safe in a way yeah um you'll you'll get further it's like i, I think it's just about like recognizing the mistakes of the past and not falling into those same mm-hmm. um those same actions which is really difficult it's really hard not to do that sometimes it, it does feel like you're stuck in those repetitive cycles and it's so hard to like break out of that situation mm-hmm. like i i feel that a lot i feel that that with my content creation as well mm-hmm. um but again it's like it's 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 moving forward and just like sticking to your guns and just trying to be like a, a better version of yourself every single day and, yeah. and hopefully people will vibe with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something I've seen you say before me as well is that um, it's important to you to feel like you're raising people up around you. And yes. I think when it comes down to things like content creation, that's something that, at least for me, uh, I know sometimes. Sometimes, obviously, it's quite hard. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. we always have to deal with. But for the most part, I have like a core idea in my head of what I want to do. Like, this is why I'm doing this. And sometimes it's hard to keep that in mind because obviously you maybe you have a bad numbers day on Twitch or something bad happens every that makes you have that <laughs> <laughs> something bad happens that makes you have that kind of imposter syndrome feeling. But that can make it tricky to keep keep in mind that kind of like little little nugget of this is what mm. I want to achieve. But if you keep that in the back of your mind, I think that that's where like that's what's really important. And that might not mean that you're, you know, as quote unquote successful, but like, what is success? What does success mean? And 
yeah, what does it mean is, to each person? I mean, we, we look at numbers and again, like numbers do essentially can, cor- you know, correlate with like how, how successful you are mm. or how much money you're making at that point. But, um, and, and I had a little bit of a crisis recently because my numbers were generally like dropping down from what they were. But then you look at the wider scope and you look at what the, the situation in the world, you look at the other streamers around you. And I started to notice this trend. It's not just, it's not just you. Like mm. you feel so isolated in the situation. Like, mm. oh, I'm messing up. I'm doing something wrong. But it, like a lot of the time there is a broader thing happening. Like I, I've noticed recently, like so many people are going through it right now. Yeah. Not to, you know, get back into the trauma thing, but there's a lot of people whose, whose numbers are, are not what they were at the moment and there mm-hmm. i think it's a general thing that you know we're coming out of the pandemic a lot more that. people yeah. are you know getting out and about not necessarily watching twitch right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it does kind of leave you with a feeling of 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 this uh, is fragile not, yeah fragile yeah. Like, uh, like almost like you've been abandoned in a way yeah you know? mm-hmm. and that and again more trauma you know uh but it's recognizing that that's not your fault and there's nothing that you can do con- to control that at all. Mm. There, you can make every decision possible and you still wouldn't be able to control that situation. Yeah. I think um, that's what sucks, though, is like so much of it feels completely out of my control. Like yeah, I could be as good of, a good of a streamer as I can be. I can be as, you know, doing this, doing that, taking these risks, trying this cool thing out. And then I'm still just like, like for me, it's like I'm in I, I don't feel like I'm any further along. And it's it, in some ways it's not true, but in other ways it is true than I was back in 2016. Like, I feel like I've hardly made any advancements. And in some ways, like in some areas of my life, I've regressed Mm. because I've put so much energy into like sitting at my computer 24-7. My physical health has deteriorated. And now like in this like dark night of the soul moment, I'm focusing on my physical health. But now my internet life is deteriorating because I I, I can't... the really balance difficult of it to find that balance listen i look coming from me i don't have like a physical life <laughs> right now i'm right there with you don't even worry about it like this last week i i had to do something every single day and i did not get a day off and that's probably mm. why i'm sick right now to be fair mm. um but with the whole ambassador thing and like the the, the role now mm. at gaming it's left very little time to do anything else and it's really frustrating because yeah. like that time is also a major factor too. Cause like, I'd love to be doing stuff like editing like five TikToks yeah, to go, go up every day or, you know, like making content specifically for, for this platform over here, but there's just not the no time, time for it. Yeah. And for sure. again, that can send you spiraling. It can get you into those, 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 those moods. But you, again, not that I'm trying to act like a therapist here, but remembering <laughs> that it's, it's only temporary yeah. and you will pull yourself out of that situation. Like, for instance, Ty, I know for a fact that every year that you get the um the seasonal stuff. Yeah, but it's you... just not stopped. That Yeah, I'm like, it's May and I still have seasonal depression right now. What is going yeah. on? Like, my birthday is three weeks though. away. Like... Everyone's depressed. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, laughing There's... because I relate. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, not, yeah. it's not funny. It's, it's just what it's, else can I do but laugh? Like, yeah. I mean... <laughs> To get real for a second, we're we're living uh, post pandemic. The there is there is an essentially a crisis with in terms of like money in the world. Mm. The the ongoing uh, stuff in in Ukraine uh, mm, that's yeah. that's had a huge effect on I think people's mental health. Like these last couple of years has just been like uh, slam after slam after yeah. slam. And, it feels like uh, it doesn't stop. Yeah, and and there's just like this collective like helplessness. Feeling of helplessness right now yeah and so i for you to say 
I should be out of it by now. Like I'm looking around <laughs> and I'm seeing a lot of other people who are, who are in very similar situations. And it's like, listen, if you weren't feeling down right now, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, true, like, true. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's really interesting because we're talking about this and it's kind of in a really weird and probably odd, not good way. <laughs> it's mm. kind of feeding my soul a little bit because I feel like it's very easy to feel like, oh, it's just me. I'm the only yeah. person who's going through this and this really sucks. And that actually super isolating. Yeah. So hearing the experiences of other people and knowing that there are other people out there who are going through that kind of feeling Mm-hmm. just like you are, is actually kind of reassuring in a way. Like, no, we shouldn't be feeling that way, but it's nice to know that I'm not the only one. Mm. That makes no, sense. I mean, like, again, I'll repeat what I said. If 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 people weren't feeling yeah. some kind of, like, uh, hurt or harm or, or, or worry right now over the current situation or those the past couple of years, like, I would, I would very much question. Then they're probably their, the their CEO of a giant corporation. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Ooh, there it is. I mean, true, true. The billionaires keep doing their thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Though mm-hmm. I, you know what, I this is kind of uh, I'm not going to go into detail on it because again, I feel like this is only really relevant to a very small number of people. But mm-hmm. it's something I've noticed even on my streams recently with the the current global situation is really like there's so much stuff going on. There's so many new and terrifying and sometimes depressing things happening. And then in in my own life, for example, we have um, like on recording day. So this will have already happened by the time the episode goes out today is election day. So in Northern Ireland, I voted this morning and um, without going into detail, Northern Ireland's political situation is very, very complicated. And that can be really stressful. And then having mm. to go on a stream and, and people just, are like, oh, why are you stressed? And I'm just like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Nobody <laughs> understands what's going on, but that's okay. <laughs> well, and then on, so on top of that is like streamers. This is something that I'm also really like, I mean, there's there's like, ten, there's so many things happening right now. And I'm also not going to get into detail, but there's so many things that are just every other day. There's something new that's just like in, yes. insane. And, yeah. and yeah. there's this, this pressure as as someone with a quote platform that i yeah. have to make some kind of groundbreaking earth shattering progr- like forward moving statement that like changes everything and i and i but then i don't want to not i don't know how to explain it mm. but but it's i mean i don't no, want I, the I target completely... you know what i mean of of making those statements and then having people come to attack you and fight and argue and, and there and then on top of that there's also like like i can think of times in the past where like a football player will make some kind of statement and then everyone's like shut up and play ball like that's what you're supposed yeah. to do mm-hmm. and as i say like shut up and play video games you're not here to make statements you're but then if you don't make a statement you're getting in trouble with a different group of people and it's just like what do i do i don't want to do it, anything it does anymore. seem like, like it's a no-win scenario i <gasps> mean like it's it's really up to you and your mental health and and, yeah. and figuring out what you can handle at any given time and it might be selfish to like it might seem selfish shall i say to to think like that but you got to remember that at the end of the day as much as we can care about the people around us and i incredibly care about the people around me my friends the general i mean general people you know but mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I come first. My mental health comes first. Everything else mm. is secondary. Mm. Like if I'm not having uh, a good day and I want to lie in bed all day, I'm going to lie in bed all day. You know, yeah. like everything else goes out the window. If you're not focused on making yourself whole 
unhealthy, then then everything else is just going to suffer in in regards to that. So you could make those statements, but is it going to make you feel better? Mm. I don't necessarily mm. think so. Not me. Well, I, I noticed think, I think that I definitely had to like cut myself off from consuming certain types of content. Mm. Like, mm. um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something that came up that I do feel very, very strongly about. I, I don't remember what it was. I just remember thinking to myself, I feel like I should do something about this. And I think it's really important that we can do that and that we use our platform for good. Yeah. But at the same time, it, there are times when consuming the content, you making a statement isn't necessarily going to do anything to fix the situation. It's just going to mm. make you feel worse. Mm. And if that's the case, why are you really doing it? And it's it's hard to find that and draw that Peer line. Peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, there, there is the, this overwhelming pressure as well that you have to be part of the conversation. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. be left behind. Um, and like you have to, you it's it's it's, it's keeping in up some way. Yeah, it's yeah. it's keeping up appearances, isn't it? It's like yeah. You know, yeah, I have sure. to have everybody has to have a take. That's what social media is. Everybody mm-hmm. has to have a take. Everybody has to give their two cents. I mean, I could go off on how much I hate streamer Twitter. Streamer Twitter is terrible. It's so it's unhealthy. Awful. And I, I've seen these situations as well. Just to vent for a moment, uh, I've seen these situations where where people do things specifically to set other people off and for attention, yes. mm-hmm. right? Yes, and sure. and Twitter will take it hook, line, and sinker Every because time. everybody wants to be involved. Everyone wants to clown yeah. on this person, not realizing that's what they wanted you to do, and you're just feeding yeah, into absolutely. them. Yeah, when the the easier option would have been just to ignore the whole thing and it would have gone away. Mm-hmm. But now they've now got this no because big if, following of people who agree with them. If you so. make the hot, t- if somebody says something quote stupid or whatever, like if they if they do the dumb thing that day, mm-hmm. and you're the first person to dog on them, and you get the viral hot take, everyone's trying to get yeah. the viral hot take. That's why I yes, literally yeah. pieced out of streamer Twitter. I'm done with it. I'm <laughs> it, absolutely it is a, done it's with a, it. It's a fight. To get to the top, it's rats in a bucket. That's what streaming it's Twitter not is. Just, I've never heard that phrase before. I, I always heard crabs in a bucket, but um, <laughs> maybe that's both. it. As you soon know as what? one little one be. little critter's trying to make their way out of the bucket, the rest mm. of them grab it and drag it back in um, because mm-hmm. you can't get out if I can't get out. And it, it I don't think it's just st- quote unquote streamer Twitter. I've seen it in a bunch of other niches yeah. that I've experienced on Twitter as well. I think it's just Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I really wait, think you're right. Wait, wait, wait. A controversial take. Twitter is bad. I did. I, I saw know. somebody say, no, it's not that everybody disagrees with you. It's that the Twitter algorithm is showing you things that are literally in opposition yeah. of your views to keep you engaged. Yeah. And it's yeah. negativity, it just keeps it going, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 incredibly worrying. Just in in general, I and mean, we're getting like really far away I from know, whatever topic I we know, started on. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a great time to take a super short break, and then we'll bring <laughs> it right back on in. Okay. <laughs> BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with amex terms apply witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to uh, Doom and Gloom podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the chaos, the chaos cast. Chaos this theory. Is the chaos cast. Yeah. We're rebranding. <laughs> We're, uh, we, we talk about anything and everything, but it all has to evolve trauma in some way. Yes. That's, oh, yeah. that's um, what this cast is. Well, I, I do want to ask you 
about your career a little bit. So we're talking a lot about the mm-hmm. stress and the pressure and dealing with with humans, which is a lot of what we're doing as as content creators and streamers, and all of the different ins and outs, the imposter syndrome, the peer pressure, uh, all the hot, the need to take hot takes, or and also navigating the global crises that are constantly like hitting us in the face every other day. Um, mm-hmm. All of that being said, all of this like hard stuff being said, you've had some huge swings and strides and like i said at the start of the episode i've known you for five or six years now and seeing your evolution over the last couple of years has been incredible and especially over the last like two years there's been so many like rapid i mean you started up on on a gaming magazine podcast um which Mm -hmm. i'd love to talk to you about or ask you about you've hit twitch ambassador recently you were warframe partner um, and you are, uh, there's another one that I was gonna say, you transitioned in VTubing. So I, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. The mm-hmm. v, the VTubing thing, I think will be a very, uh, very interesting to chat about too, mm-hmm. but I want, maybe I'll start there. Cause like, that's the first one that popped a question into my head, but, um, let's maybe what's a little bit about your thought process behind why you transitioned into VTubing and how this is, how this has impacted your content or maybe even your mental health and how you go about creating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well, funny, funny answer to this. It involves trauma. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, okay. Like, listen, like the VTubing thing is like, uh, so I, I, I love, I, I, I love uh, creativity. I, I love like, creating things in general like i'll get ideas but i'll have projects and i'll never really follow through on them and streaming has also always been this like this project that's constantly evolving it's constantly something that i'm working on and i like to get creative with it um ever since the beginning um i've been looking at like different ways of keeping people engaged with the content and uh i wanted to do something different and, and a little bit weird and i came up with this 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 little uh character uh, called Ubot, uh, which was essentially just a tip jar with eyes, um, like anime <laughs> eyes. It was it was like a, an iMac. It's like an iMac, old iMac G3 PC, oh, like those yeah. thick ass ones with the the translucent colors on them. They and were cool. uh, it had anime anime eyes, and it would blink every now and then. And I I set it up so that like people could could talk to it essentially, like it would respond to certain commands. It would have its own. Uh, text-to-speech voice on there because I wanted to... And I'd have conversations back and forth with it sometimes. Um, and it would tell jokes if I asked it to tell jokes because I would set it up to respond to my voice. Like, I, I wanted to do something different and weird because um, I'm very weird. Mm. Uh, that That is me in a nutshell. And uh, eventually, I saw an opportunity when VTubing started coming around of saying, listen, I'm going to st- take a step back and I'm going to let the character that I created who's been in the background of like every single stream uh, just come forward and, and, and do their thing. And uh, that's what the, the VTubing is now. It's um, the, the OC that kind of grew out of that. It's, it's Uchan, um, the, the personification of, of this weird little tip jar that just turned into an actual character. Um, yeah. So it's, Uchan or Murasaki Uchan is a um, a, a potentially homicidal uh, transdimensional AI who who may or may not want to take over the world, and uh, just AI things. <laughs> yeah, just AI things. You know, you know, and they're and, and you know, it didn't start out like that. Um, again, it started out as like a little tip jar, 
and eventually it's like like adding these little things over time these garnishes to it mm-hmm. that actually turn into like a fully formed character and in terms of like me saying okay vtubing is really cool it's kicking off everybody seems to 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 love it to death and i have this perfect avenue to to go down in a pre-existing character that i can already bring into it uh the reality of the situation is not only is it cool but i didn't want to put on makeup every single stream honestly <laughs> that's, vibe. That's, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like my content was starting to me my content was starting to feel like stale and repetitive and like it, there was nothing really fresh going on at the time so again i feel like that's why i always treat streaming as a project like something to be built upon mm. it's that mm. i want to keep doing things that keep it fresh and to me like vtubing is is so different and like weird i mean it's it's pretty much mainstream at this point now because so many people are doing it but um at the time it's like yo this is this is just an interesting direction and i can be somebody else for a day which is kind of cool but while still retaining myself and like kind of like my personality there are things that that character will do that i wouldn't necessarily do Mm. like threaten people in chat um (laughs) allegedly uh but, you know, I, I wouldn't do that myself. That's what I think um, is so cool about VTubing. And for, yeah. for any listeners who are like uninitiated, VTubing is is like a virtual character on screen. So you don't actually have to be on screen. But it mm. it it's tracked with your webcam. So it moves and blinks and, and opens its mouth. It lo- it's it's like a, a virtual puppet is the be- is a, a nice a nice way of saying it, probably. But yeah, um, yeah. The, there's like a lot of freedom that comes from being able to express yourself like that. And also a lot of fun because it's it's essentially role playing um, can be. Yeah. Some people are just themselves, but there's a lot of really fun role play uh, that goes that's, on. That's the other thing as well. It's like I've always like been um a non-theater theater kid mm. so <laughs> I, i've always been like the kind of kid that's like I, I would have gotten into acting but like i never really got the push and like in the area where we grew up i think i had a couple of, of drama classes and it was like an option to take that and pursue it but i never did but i was always like it'd be cool i did voices all the time mm. i do all these little funny voices and um the idea of like role-playing and, and playing characters and just like escaping into little fantasy worlds is is very appealing to somebody who's trans let's just say that mm-hmm. um like being somebody else for a day and and that's i re- i'm really really disappointed in myself that i never actually pursued that i mean at this point now uh if i had more time i was doing actually studying to um get into voice acting last year and then pride month happened and then since then it's been non-stop so mm-hmm. I want to get back into that, but um, I, I I just love this idea of like of 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 acting and telling stories mm-hmm. and and creating characters and and VTubing is the perfect way of doing that. I mean, I I constructed a whole like weird little lore video around my character, and it actually delayed the debut. The de- a debut, by the way, is uh, when a VTuber first shows off their model for the first time. The first stream will be called a debut stream. And because I wanted to make it special, I worked on a lore video that I used my old motion graphic design skills. <laughs> and it took me several months with an artist to uh, to actually put this really cool little video together and completely delayed what was originally supposed to be, I think, October last year to to like January this mm. year. Um so yeah, I, I get very passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. And unfortunately, I'm also kind of a perfectionist as well, uh, which That's is a not tough a very... Combo. It's a very tough combination 
Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't finish projects, which is another tough yeah, but that I've been reading yeah. a lot about that lately, and that has a lot to do with perfectionism because once you yeah. start to reach the end mm-hmm. of the project, it might not look like what you imagined it to be. And so because it's not going to be as perfect as you imagine, you say, Never mind, I'm mm, not gonna I'm not gonna finish it then. Like that is the issue that I have with writing, actually. <laughs> it's like I, I I've I've tried to get into writing, but I'm as somebody that is kind of a perfectionist that wants things to be awesome, I I, I can't deal with it being bad. I want it to be mm, perfect. good the first time. Don't even so. talk to me. Like, have you ever taken part in National Novel Writing Month? I literally Nana asked Remo. about this in the last episode I was on. <laughs> yeah. So I took part in it n- nearly every year since 2010. And I finished it a couple of times. But one, <laughs> I recently decided to revisit one of the stories. In fact, the first story I ever wrote for NaNoWriMo was like 2010. And I decided to revisit the idea and mm. I knew what that what I wrote was awful. I finished it, but it was awful because that's mm. the point. You're supposed to write the words, get the words out and yeah. edit it later, right? You have to hit the word target. And for anyone who doesn't know, it basically means you have to write a novel of 50,000 words or more in one month in November. And it's hard, but I decided to revisit it. And I started reading like the first page of what I wrote in 2010. I was like, oh, oh no, absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst. It's really yeah, tough. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> I know. And again, I was a different person. Yeah. I was younger. I was That's um, like cringe. me going back you know. to my, like my old, it's been like 2010, 2011 era stuff. And I'm just like, ew, how did I have any <laughs> friends? Like what? And then how do I, I have do you know how do I have friends from that time period who are still my friends now? Y'all are the real <laughs> ones. Oh my god! Like <laughs> I went back to my old live journal account. Look, which was, oh, not the live journal. Yeah, we started. And I, I found my, my MySpace uh, a couple uh. months ago. It's awful, yeah. right? I think these are the things mm-hmm. that that make me nervous. I've been talking about this in my like inner circle recently too. Of like, I'm so like embarrassed of who I was that it makes me afraid to become successful because the more successful you get, the more people dig up your past. And I'm just mm. like, ew, I don't want mm. this to surface. Like, I don't want to... Y'all don't need to know how I used to describe Literally, myself. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know I'm an edgelord, okay. but oh my God, young <laughs> I was such it, an edgelord. Yeah, Here's the thing, yeah. and I think it's the best thing that I've learned is to just stop caring. And it's very hard to do that. <laughs> wow. It's it like embrace, embrace the cringe. Like the the only way to push past that is like even if people do dig up stuff from your past and make fun of you, like that's not the person that you are now. Yeah, I read it out on stream. I read my live. Wow, you're brave. Wow, that's so. I was like, you know what? Let's go. (laughs) That's how you get through it. Um, Bring it back to the writing thing. Have you heard about the Stephen King method of of writing? I think I have, but, so, but you're going that's to have gonna to involve like, me. Never mind. I don't think I can go there. Other than like uh, you know, dogging on Christianity and putting some well, weird ass stuff in your books. Um, yes. the, I think that I, I don't know where I heard this, but I think Stephen King's method that he, he recommended was literally just write out the first draft, just do it, no matter what, whatever you mm-hmm. get down on there, that's fine. And then apparently he puts it away in a drawer for six months and just forgets about it. And then he'll come back to yeah. it and then do the, the next draft. Yeah. You know, he's mm. he's a person who apparently as a writer isn't, uh, he isn't a planner. He doesn't like to know how his books end. He, he likes knows. to let the story take him. And that was really reassuring for me because I am not a planner and I've mm-hmm. never Neither planned. Neither am I. I just I'm go. obsessive with planning. <laughs> Honestly. I want a blueprint I, and a structure laid out before I get into I, I, it. I can't. I'm the most unorganized person in the world. As someone with like ADHD, the idea of 
uh, the idea of like writing in general with even that it's weird because like without having like some kind of like little bit of a structure there mm-hmm. actually terrifies me if i didn't know an idea of an ending that i had in mind i don't know what where my brain would take me as i was writing I would this is why mine completely. was bad I had no idea what was going to happen. And you know what? I read the stuff like back and it, it's interesting how I, I, I looked at it and I was like, I know what I was trying to get at, <laughs> but I didn't achieve that at all. <laughs> so I'm hoping that revisiting it now, I can actually achieve what I originally wanted to do mm-hmm. rather than whatever mm-hmm. the heck that was. Well, it's it nice to have like support systems as well. Like yes. the, the thing that I've always wanted with, with writing and the real, the, the, one of the reasons I never really got into it is, is not having other people there to actually take a look at it and mm, give feedback yeah. and, and things like that. And um, I, f- I feel like maybe that's why I've done a little bit better in, in streaming and like this this world where if you have close friends that you can mm-hmm. rely on, the friends that you make, are, for instance, uh, I remember like back in the early days of streaming, me and Ty would just talk all of the time like constantly mm-hmm. like trying to like go through it together and like uplift each other and 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 just try to to get through and come up with like strategizations and things for for for, for just getting better at it and and I do feel like that's very very key um again completely off topic yeah yeah you need that support system there to lift you up and I feel like if anybody's getting into to to streaming um you want to try and make connections with people and not just to to go places, but just to have that yeah. support there. People that you can just bounce off and say, I've got an idea. Do you think this is feasible? You know, It's more important to me. And I, and this is just speaks to the kind of person I am. And so it's going to depend on the kind of person you are. But like, it's more important to make connections of support than it is to make connections that, mm-hmm. quote, further your career. Yeah. Um, because a yeah. lot of times these connections of support are the ones that further your career. <laughs> Yeah. Because they're because yeah. you exactly. that's that's where the, the 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 magic comes in. That's where the the you know I mean thinking about some of these like big collaborative like Minecraft streamers. You know what I mean? That mm. that isn't the, sometimes there's like a strategic compiling of individuals together but a lot of times it's just friends being friends and that's what good content is is watching people who enjoy Mm -hmm. each other have a good time and play a video game together and i think Mm -hmm. that that's that's where a lot of the best content comes in um sometimes like accidental throwing together so like like a like a coming together of minds that aren't just already friends podcasts like these i think there's a lot of magic to be found in these as well or like situations like this as well um Mm. But I think that's like where some of my um, bitter, jaded energy is coming from is a lot of times I go into interactions with people thinking, oh, we're friends. And then I'm dropped two weeks later because they're friends with someone who has twice the following that I have and that they're not getting anything from me anymore. So and and that's the kind of thing where it it makes me feel like I can't trust anybody. And then I uh, probably even start to pour that energy into genuine connections that I've now become untrusting of because I'm so many, you know what I mean? Justice trauma things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, you, see, you know what? Something that Mia mentioned earlier, actually, with relation to like kind of having that support network and stuff. I have recently, um, shout out to my friend Robbie, um, if she's listening, I have recently started a, basically like an accountability buddy system mm. type thing, which I think kind of ties into, Shady, your um, kind of like the study evenings that you do where yeah. you kind of like people come work along with you. Co-working and stuff, and yeah. 
that that kind of thing's really helpful. So we kind of made this agreement. We've set up a is it Notion? Is that what it's called? Notion board? The note taker, um, yeah. Yeah. And we've got like a shared board where we kind of like talk about the things that we want to achieve that week. She streams as well, but she does art, whereas I would write and stream. Mm. And we kind of talk about the things we want to do and bounce ideas off each other. And I actually think that that can be really, really helpful. Just having somebody who kind of understands the space that you're in and the reason that the two of you, or if it's a group, maybe are kind of like working together or talking together, hanging out or whatever, is to hold each other accountable, but also to support each other. And that it's not about like mutual gain necessarily, but you are gaining something from that relationship, right? Yeah. Because like, you, you know, sh- yeah. friendship is a net gain, right? Hopefully it should Sorry, be. That was really it should, yeah, be. it should be a net yeah, gain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless like one of you just stops talking to the other one because you got far too busy and then lots of other stuff like completely took over and uh and 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 you just stop connecting with the people around you that may have or may have not happened to me just because i got really busy and then just like lost connections it's uh it's difficult it's hard it's very difficult it's really really hard yeah Um, and it's 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 odd as well like you have to you have to feel like everybody's kind of like going through their own thing as we've talked about before and um with the anxiety stuff that i was talking about in the past it's like um i'll I'll get ideas sometimes like for for a while i had this Mm -hmm. idea in my in my head that like one of my friends just hated me for no reason um like because they got too they got very very successful and they got very busy and in my brain that converted that to uh oh they don't like me anymore they're not making Mm -hmm. time for me they have all these new these new friends now they're doing their own thing with them uh which was like the furthest thing from the truth like this person and and i still you know we're still friends now we love each other to death but i wasn't giving them the benefit because of the way that my brain works. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think, again, this is kind of like about self-love as well. Yeah. Um, it was just like, well, obviously they hate me now, you know, and it, it was just difficult to get past that. So at the same time, it's like, yes, there are some people out there. There are definitely people out there that want to use you and will just use you, abuse you, and then just move on. But some people like everyone has their own lives. Everyone has things that they're going through as well, mm-hmm. you know, and it's always good to be mindful of that. Not to get too far off the topic, but I just wanted to say that Ty, you, you are one of the hardest working people that I <laughs> yeah, know. One of the most stop. organized people that I know too. And I wish, yeah, <laughs> I wish, listen, I wish I had an ounce of the organizational skills and perseverance that that Ty has um incredibly inspiring and definitely someone that that has inspired me and um I'm, I'm so that. proud Thank of you, you <laughs> for doing the things that you do for for keeping at it for for the the community that you've built with offbeats like um and I see I know that there has been like different versions of that community as well and it goes back to this idea of of, of repetition and growth and things not necessarily being the p- perfect the first time and allowing yourself to fail right you, yeah. you gotta allow yourself to fail otherwise you won't grow it's mostly failure for me so yeah <laughs> glad you noticed Shut that but then, then, but then, not. i know right not in this house. <laughs> but the, the thing is like and then you're growing uh like if you're failing you're growing yeah because it's it's, true. it's always like adjusting from what it was and i mean, mm. I mean the, wh- whichever the light bulb guy was that was like i you know i didn't make the light bulb the first time it was like the 2500th time i don't thomas edison yeah. i don't know not a history buff um mm-hmm. uh, unless it involves a cult but anyway just- <laughs> mr bulb 
<laughs> yeah, Mr. Mr. Bulb. Mr. Bulb. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bulb. Mr. Bulb. <laughs> the light bulb. Yeah. But it, it, it's some it's some quote like that of of like it, you don't do it right the first time. It takes a hundred failures before you get the like the light bulb moment. I guess like um, before mm-hmm. before it clicks into place and it makes sense and. And I don't know, like a lot of the stuff that I have like persevered on, I think, I think like perseverance is, is, I don't know, it's key to a lot of what, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this anymore. Like I would have given up back in 2016, 2017, but like, there's been so many, I'm I'm in another moment of it, of why am I still doing this? Like, why not just try something? I mean, I literally like was walking around the lake the other day and they're opening a crepe shop and it had a now hiring sign. And I was like, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll just go work at the crepe shop. Like I, I'm I'm in such a strange and I, I go through the and I don't know if this has something to do with self-sabotage as well, where like mm. things things could go well or and and then you just kind of like derail yourself or you're I, I'm I'm such a like well, well, the thing is, if you if you know if you don't try, then you you don't have to worry about whether or exactly. not you would have succeeded. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. That comes into perfect. Yeah. I can look back to the perfection. You brought this up, thing. and I'm gonna go there. Right. But I find both of you very inspiring. So oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not trying to make it soppy, but like truly, I think that it's really important to look to people who are your peers and look at like you know, the different things that they're doing. Like, both of you do things that I might never, ever mm, try to do mm. in, in my career, but I can still look at what you're doing and go, that was really cool. How could I do something like that with what mm. I'm working on? Because I find both of you very inspiring. And I that kind of makes me want to ask, Mia, what, what kind of content inspires you? What kind of content motivates you? Because it's one of those things where you kind of have to have that kind of motivation coming from different sources. So what is it for you? I, well... That's the thing. It's like, it, it, funnily enough, it's looking to the people around me and my peers and seeing the stuff that they're doing and seeing the stuff that they're going through and and being like, I want to be like them. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just want to I want to be the kind of person that that that, that does things in that way. And like the. Well, I, I don't know. I watch a lot of I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I get a lot of ideas from that. No one in particular. I just like consume content. I don't watch like TV shows or anything like that anymore. But just in general, just trying to find new and weird things and letting the algorithm take me. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, it's what what's been inspiring me is is letting myself get out there a little bit more and actually like start using Twitch like I would have when I started streaming. Mm-hmm. And like that's actually finding new people to watch and and finding right. a breadth of content to actually uh, inspire the things that I'm doing. I mean, there's there's I've got another model for um the VTubing coming up, and there are certain ideas that I've pulled from uh, other VTubers that I've that I've watched in the past. Um, my my current one is very like it's very tomboy esque and like very kind of I wanted to keep it a bit more uh, neutral in terms of like gender just because that's where I was comfortable at the time, and now uh, because of like I've seen all these other VTubers I'm like so jelly I'm like they they've all got this these amazing models that are like flourishing costumes and mm. and like beautiful dresses and things like that and I'm like. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that now. That is a thing that I want to do. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I I want something that looks looks fantastic. And again, it's uh it's pulling in these little things uh from around you. It's always been um not necessarily like stealing other ideas from other people, but it's been like taking and adapting and and making it your own. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's it's literally the content creators around me and streamers around me and the people that I look up to. 
that inspire me. Do you have any, okay, not a good segue. Do you have any big failures along your, your path, not just in VTubing, but along streaming? Like, are there any big failures that stand out to you that you learned a lot from or that, that pushed uh, you forward? My life. Is <laughs> Stop. A, uh, a big... <laughs> what did I say? Uh, not in this place. <laughs> listen, listen, with me, there comes a lot of uh, self-deprecating. self-deprecation. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you know, that's how I roll. I mean, it's I, I don't know if it's just an English thing or <laughs> or, or just in general. Um, big failures. Again, like in terms of like my content creation journey, I feel like I'm constantly getting stuff wrong. Mm. Again, like with 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 projects that I've worked on and just abandoned and ideas that I've just abandoned and and things that I've tried, like what was very, very awful to go through um not talking about trauma again uh was uh being a warframe partner so i was a warframe part no no the, the, sorry sorry let me let me preface that <laughs> warframe is uh, is wonderful the people at digital extremes who make it are absolutely amazing but uh, i dedicated myself to that game for a very long time and i built up a core audience of people who were very very into that game and then i decided to go variety mm. and of course when i went variety uh not many people were into the idea of seeing me play other stuff because they were just there for Warframe. And so the numbers obviously dropped and that was, you know, incredibly uh, disheartening. Uh, anytime that, that, I, that, I, that I look at other people who are, let's say, they started after me or they started at mm. the same time as me and they all of a sudden, you know, they have like 300 people watching them at once. And I'm still like stuck down at a lower number than them. Uh, that makes me feel terrible. What am I doing? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 again, I think it feeds back into the imposter syndrome, right? It's like you're not doing the right thing. You're doing things wrong. And it's different content that I'm making. That's why, that's why I justify it with. I'm making different content. I'm doing things for a different audience. I don't necessarily have the same audience as that person. And I've started, I, the thing that I kept doing that kept making me feel like I was failing in a way is that I started compartmentalizing like the work that I do streaming side and the work that I do with gaming magazine. I, I was compartmentalizing the two. And because one wasn't going as well as I'd like it, I was completely forgetting that the other one was doing pretty okay. So like, yeah. I might not be hitting the numbers that I want to hit, but at the same time, I'm dedicating more time to another thing, which is going incredibly well. And I'm enjoying the hell out of. Um, and, and it's just like recognizing, yeah, I, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm spreading myself a little thin and, and it's mm. having consequences. But those consequences are okay. And it's okay. It's, these things will pass, you know. Mm-hmm. Has there been a moment um, in, like along your path that you've felt wow i've done it or like wow i'm finally here is there no 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 there's never been <laughs> not a, even never with a twitch moment. ambassador <laughs> no not even with twitch ambassador um i think i think like uh, because as much as i love that i have twitch ambassador and and i i lost my mind when they asked me to be a twitch ambassador i'm very very grateful that they asked me i'm very very grateful that i'm i'm getting marketing out of it um uh, but like the it doesn't really 
change anything at the core, right? I'm I'm still doing the things that I'm that I'm doing, um, and I've completely lost my train of thought. Have you ever cat right next have to you me ever that felt just like I'm here? I've done it, like or I'm doing right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Um, because uh, I feel like the things that I do is it's constant growth and change. Right. And I don't know if I'll ever be at that point, honestly, because if I get to that point that I've done it, there's nothing to continue catapulting me forward (laughs) to make Mm. changes and try Mm. and do things better. If I ever get to the point where I say I'm here, I've done it. That's I I know for a fact that I'd start resting on my laurels and Mm. and eventually again, that'll go away. You know what? Yes, actually, the Warframe partner thing. Oh. Uh, the the amount of attention that I got from that that was the first feeling of of yes I got it mm-hmm. and then you lean into it too much and that's exactly what happens if you lean into something and 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 get lazy because you've gotten to that point um, I I do feel like then that's that's when I started to start feeling burnt out too like I was just doing the same I thing like over and over again happen a lot with people as soon as they hit Twitch partner. They're just kind of like, yes. oh, yeah, no, that, that's exactly what happens. Like you see this push for a Twitch partner. People will, will try uh, over and over again. They'll get the communities riled up and they'll be like, yeah, we just need to hit it. We need to get these numbers up constantly. Pe- raids from everybody, you know, mm-hmm. we just got to have to hit Twitch partner. Now that now that they're Twitch partner, that support like dies. They've been putting oh, yeah. in so much effort. They think they don't need to do mm. any more work after that. And the numbers like instantly drop. And I almost can- quit streaming after getting partnered like i don't know exactly how long i want to say it was like six months to a year after mm. i hit partner and uh i had felt like there'd been so much momentum and i mm. i don't think i rested on my laurels but i think part of me expected that um i was just going to keep working hard and people were yeah. going to keep showing up and it was gonna be great but a lot of people kind of got caught up in the hype so people were yeah. like oh you're so close to partner i'm gonna be there every day and like, I don't blame them. They don't have to be there. But at the same time, I got to a point where my numbers on Twitch were like half maybe mm. what they had been mm. right as I got partnered. And they were nowhere near even hitting like the partner requirement anymore. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. was like, I I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. And I feel mm. like the content I'm creating is still the same as it was before, but just no one's interested and it got me to this point where I was like, right, okay. I remember sitting down actually and crying. And I was just like, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I like people don't seem to enjoy my content. And I literally said to my partner, like, if this is still happening this way in like three months or six months or something, maybe I'm just going to have to take it down to part time again. And mm. it wasn't, a, it wasn't about the money or anything. It was about the fact that I felt like I had achieved something and then it had kind of like gone way backwards. Yes. And I, I was like, I don't know what to that do. That imposter like, I, syndrome I, I need probably to keep going. came in yes. really hard too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, I just, I clearly didn't deserve to get partnered. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's obviously silly, yeah. but like, I also, I don't know if you, you both feel this way, but like, I actually sat down and had a really frank conversation with my partner one day because he he said to me like, when are you going to be happy? When are you going to be satisfied with what you've achieved? And I was like, Never! 
answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible that's question. Because the answer is, I don't think I'm going to be. I don't think there's a number. Like, I can't say, oh, once I hit 200 average yeah. viewers, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because as soon as, if I hit 200 it average viewers, stops. I'll be like 300. We see it with all of these, like, super huge streamers. Like, I see, yeah. even with that, what I was talking about with the the, the YouTuber or the, the mm-hmm. Dan in real life person. There's someone who was, like, millions, you know, on YouTube mm-hmm. Rewind, and they were still struggling with all of these same things. It's just, there's a phrase for it, and I think that we heard it in the last episode with Dr. K. Ross, but there's a phrase for, like, it you hit the goal and then you've got a new goal. So, so just be yeah. like right now it's like, you know, it could be, I'm just trying to maintain 50 average viewers and I'm feeling really good if I have 50. And then like six months from now, you could be someone who's like always at a hundred and a 50 viewer day is like, Oh my God, I'm failing. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the milestones are constantly being pushed further or the goalposts mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's never like it, it, the, the numbers or the, the ratio and the frame of it just changes, but the mindset mm-hmm. doesn't go away. And I think that's what yeah. has me really questioning if I want to keep doing it or not, because it's like, this is yeah. never going to stop. Like it doesn't, it, it's always going to be here. I'm always going to be like, oh, I only got 6,000 views in the first 24 hours on my YouTube video. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I only got a hundred thousand views mm-hmm. on this video after a yeah. week. I only have 200 viewers right now. Like it, it, it frustrates me and it, and it makes me feel like, um, maybe I should just go sell crepes at the lake. <laughs> I've decided I want to become a witch in a bog. I don't want to exactly, do yeah. that anymore. The thing is, like, and I'm, I've been trying to wrap my head around it because, like, I'm, I'm again, I, I just hit Twitch ambassador, and, and now I'm, I'm left with this idea that, okay, what do I want to strive for now? You know, mm-hmm. um, I've quote unquote made it in general. Um, for like the 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 ideals that I said I was like okay I want to hit partner okay now I want to hit twitch ambassador and now I'm like okay what now mm. um and and the thing is like I can I can switch it to all right so now I need to get to a certain number or I have need to have this 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 goal but a massive part of me is just like I want to like maybe take a step back at this point mm-hmm. and actually like make the content that I want to make that's fulfilling to me. Like, I love all the stuff that I'm doing at gaming and I'd love to talk more about that at some point. Um, And I still enjoy the content that I'm doing on my own channel. But at the same time, I really want to, like, pursue the voice acting thing. You know, Mm. I I, I want to make time for that, too. And it's like, okay, that's not streaming related. That isn't, like, part of this career, you know? it could tie back into it if I get good at it and like generate like a fan base from that. But at the same time, I kind of want to just like go after the things that bring me joy as well and get into the mindset that, okay, maybe I'm not doing 100% on Twitch. Uh, I'm not doing like the best numbers in the world. My numbers aren't amazing or anything, but I'm getting joy from this other area with the gaming stuff. And like, I want to maybe pursue something completely different. And I think holding ourselves to these like arbitrary ideas that like numbers equal how successful you are is really, really damaging. Mm. Yeah. Um, Especially with, with, and I'm just going to call it Twitch syndrome at this point. There's not actually a term for it, but this idea that obviously going after numbers, but this idea that, once you get to partner, you've made it. Or once yeah. you get to Twitch ambassador, you've made it. 
and then coming to that shocking realization when you actually hit that that you know the work keeps going and there's yeah. something else to go for um it's- and I, I do feel like that's totally we were talking about like getting to those milestones and then like being like okay it's done now that's totally true about twitch chat too right like mm-hmm. they'll be like okay we're pushing for it it's done the journey is over yeah. We're going to go find them. something else to do now. Because, yeah, we're going to go find yeah. another streamer to help get to that point. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's and 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 it's really, really damaging and dangerous for, for, for streamers to get into that. I mindset. think a lot of I this really like think... grindy, like partner push subathon. I think a lot of this like mm. grindy culture of Twitch is very unhealthy. Like, it, yeah, well, unhealthy. <laughs> I would I would definitely say like part of that falls on Twitch too. Twitch hyper encourages it. Yeah, <laughs> hyper encourages you to like look at numbers, look at mm. stats, make sure that you're like hitting certain metrics. You need to hit certain metrics in order to attract sponsorship opportunities because they only want to go after the people with numbers rather than going after the people mm-hmm. who actually have uh, communities that will look at this stuff. And it's nice to see that's changing a little bit. There's the, yeah. like, the different agencies popping up like um, Impact Over Numbers, which mm-hmm. literally uh, like reached out to me uh, before the ambassador stuff and was like, listen, we want to put you in a stream with a bunch of other content creators and we're going to pay you this much money. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I don't get like 500 viewers per stream. You want to give me that much for playing a game for an hour? Are you, are you okay? Are you all right? <laughs> um and and it's nice to nice to see that they're like they people are starting to understand the value mm-hmm. of like n- not necessarily like numbers but yeah. like social the social worth of yes, a person yes. yeah and and what they bring to the table and the effect that they actually have on other people mm-hmm. um and again it might not be reflected in the numbers that you have on Twitch but that's that metric as we should get our head around isn't the end of isn't the be all and end all of everything yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to change tracks just a little bit. And it kind of ties into what you're talking about. But um, you specifically mentioned you'd like to talk more about Gaming Magazine and what you're doing there. So could you tell us a little bit more about what you're actually doing, what's coming up, if you can share? Because I uh, think like yeah. Gaming Magazine, it, it's really important to a lot of people. So like that's a, that's an impact over numbers thing. I, yeah, I'm 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 glad to hear it. Honestly, like uh, so, the gaming mag thing is uh, gaming magazine is a uh, online um, uh, journalistic uh, magazine. Essentially, it's it's basically a games coverage news site that focuses on everything queer and uh, geeky. Um, well, everything everything queer in the world of video games and and geekiness, essentially, uh, which is which is amazing to see, and it's amazing to have that. But they also, um, Robin, who's like the head honcho over there, has these great ideas for all, like everything that he wants to do. He's, he's, there's, you know, there's the the podcast, there's the gaming awards, there's um, so many other ventures that they're going down into. And it's really inspiring to try and, to see that and try and, try and get uh, to, to raise up the queer community in the, the gaming industry in general and like carve out a space for us. Absolutely fantastic um with me a lot of the work that i do i'm on the twitch side i'm on the uh, the youtube i'm in the uh, so i'm live content producer which essentially means i'm in charge of everything that's twitch i'm in charge of everything that goes on the channel and when i was approached about this well initially it was i was a guest host 
like a, a co co-host guest on the podcast multiple times when they first got started with it. There would be like rotating guests. They'd bring me in every now and then to talk through things. And then when the Panini happened, when the when the global situation started, uh, we had to switch to digital because it was in person. And instead of it being like rotating uh, co-hosts again, I was just uh, invited to just be on full time as the, the, the co-host. And then eventually it got to the point where um, Robin, who was the the host on there, who, again, runs everything over at gaming, just did not have time for her anymore. And so he approached me and he said, hey, do you want to take over the podcast? Would you like to um, put more content up on the channel? And initially it was just going to be me streaming once a week on the gaming channel. And I was like, that sounds, sorry, Robin, that sounds like the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Not only will it cannibalize <laughs> my audience, but it's not really bringing anything to the table. Mm. Um, and a lot of what I do, again, is trying to uplift the people around me. So I thought, well, let's do something a little bit different. Let's, um, let's get queer streamers onto, the sh- onto a show and just play video games together. And um, we started a new show called Let's Go Gaming. And it was really important to me that I just find queer content creators, um, people in the community, and I literally just let them get together and and be themselves authentically, not have to worry about, you know, it's a show, I have to talk about myself, I have to sell myself, just exist yeah. in a space mm. where queer creators can be themselves with other people and just play video games. Or, well, so far we've played video games, but it could be anything. We could like do a, a cooking stream or, or a mm-hmm. challenge or a quiz or something like that. I've got ideas for the future. But um, it was really important to me. It's like, I, I just want people to see others because it's not about me. Uh, I want to get it to a point where, I don't know, I kind of took inspiration from from Geek and Sundry a little bit. The 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 vision for that Twitch channel is that eventually it will just be a multitude of shows that I won't have anything to do with, which just showcases the best of the queer community mm. on the internet. Mm. That's that's the plan. That's the that's the long that. plan. That's why it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great plan. <laughs> mm. oh. I need more of that actually, to be yeah. honest. As like a queer person on the internet, I just need to see more. It's the it's the existing authentically. It's the being mm. able to be yourself with other people like you and not feel like it's forced because you know oh you're just you're being highlighted because you're the you know whatever and they're bringing you on for that reason exactly Mm. and also it's just hanging out you know like yeah exactly like the i I love the idea of like you don't have to come on and sell yourself and talk about like Mm -hmm. lgbtqia issues like you're just here to be gay and play games (laughs) exactly (laughs) the the weird thing is like it's it's totally against what i guess what it should be but it's, it's it's like um, it's just it's just queer people not necessarily like even having to to justify their own existence right. but just existing. Yes. Um yes. which a lot of what you see in LGBT spaces online is literally nothing but like advocation, which is great. Yeah, it's absolutely of fantastic. And I advocate for obviously um rights all the time, minority rights in a lot of spaces, especially in again, the the current climate <laughs> that we're going through. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially on on sites like Twitch, where uh, marginalized communities are constantly um, propped upon, let's say yeah. by by the uh, 
by the the gamer bros and the people who who initially had control over the site you know that that core gamer community that's there who that's made up of a lot of these people who don't who gatekeep and don't want to let anybody else in yeah um so it's incredibly important to have that advocacy and and we do that on the podcast as well we'll talk about issues and stuff but again we it's nice just to see people existing in the space and being themselves without well, having to it, worry about it it also else. takes away like a certain um maybe reputation or connotation that minorities um in any form like women or uh, people of color or queer people mm-hmm. where it's like all we're associated with at a certain point is the advocacy and so so yeah. there's there's a a reputation or a connotation that comes along that like oh they're just going to you know, shout and scream and yell again. Mm. Instead it's, of just seeing us in our normal state, they're only seeing us when we're passionate about, you know, like advocating for ourselves. Yeah, it's one of the things I really, really hate about online interactions is that everybody already has a preconceived notion of what the other person is or mm. is going to say or is about. Um, the thing that frustrates me so much, like... <sighs> Let's go back to Twitter, um, <laughs> getting into Twitter arguments with people and like trying to explain a point to someone and trying to get across a point. But in their head, they already have this straw man view of you and your views. Yeah. Um, the things that annoy me so much is like anytime that I've been on the front page of Twitch, people coming in and seeing that I'm trans and starting asking me questions about, uh, okay, so you're you're trans, right? What's your what's your view on this issue mm-hmm. and this issue yeah. and this issue? How do you feel ab- about trans people in sports? And you know, I have my views, but I'm not there on the front page necessarily to capitulate to some random you yes. know troll or somebody who's on a different political spectrum yeah. than me. Like I'm there to exist and, and be myself first and foremost. I mean, I'll talk about politics. I'll talk about you know uh, about my beliefs. But at the end of the day, I want to exist as me first, you know, mm-hmm. and just be without having these expectations yeah. put upon me by everybody else. And just like I'm saying, it's nice to have a space just to do that yeah. um, and and provide that for other people. Yeah. And it's been so gratifying to get to hang out with so many wonderful content creators um, just existing in the space, too. It's it's. Again, that's what inspires me, bringing these people on, seeing how they yeah. interact with each other, how they, they talk about their communities and the things that they do. Um, I don't know if you probably had the same I, kind of experience, but being on the gaming podcast, and you can probably relate, is like having all these guests on and just just being in awe of the things that they've yeah. gone through and the things that they've done and and just getting like super inspired it's by so them like being, yeah, oh my god mind expanding it's like i'm getting yeah, to have exactly. conversations that i don't have on a normal basis i'm getting to see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. in in a very comfortable space too at the same time and we're like we all we have like similar motive or motivations or like a maybe yeah. like a vision for what's going to happen in this hour or two mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. we're just here to vibe in the moment and this is you know a way that i haven't gotten to spend my time in ever so it's like a yeah. a, a one of a kind moment and uh, and and mind expanding. Um, and also, I think like it helps a lot with like we, like Psyche mentioned at the start of the episode. Um, it makes you feel less isolated hearing that other people mm-hmm. are going through some of the similar struggles that you are, even if they're in such different like experiences or or expressions mm-hmm. of of that kind of moment. You know, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So I am conscious that we have been talking for a very for a long, long time. time. I've been enjoying yeah. it so very much. <laughs> but I, before we do get to a point where we have to think about wrapping up, I do have a question for you. And it's one that you asked me when I guessed, I was a guest on the Gaming Mag po- podcast. So I'm turning it back on you, Mia. Okay. All right. It's, a, it's not too tricky. It's I not just, quick fire questions, is no, it? I don't I'm think I can handle that. Okay. So for anyone who has not listened to the Gaming Magazine podcast, first of all, fix that. It's on Twitch. It's great. It's on Sunday. Is it every other Sunday? It's every other Sunday every at other Sunday. Uh, 9 p.m. UK time. Yeah. Perfect. So they do uh, quick fire questions. I, I promise I'm not going to do that. But okay, you great. did ask me if I had any advice for someone who was LGBTQIA plus and was trying to get into content creation. What kind of advice would I give? So I'm going to turn that question back on you because I don't think I've ever asked you that. I don't think you have ever asked me that. Um, and I don't think many people have actually ever asked me that. Uh, and I don't think Go. I've ever really thought about an answer, uh, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's 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 roll with it and see what we come up with. Uh, I would say, uh, again, let's go back to uh, learn to take chances and learn not to be afraid of, of just doing things. Be yourself unashamedly. Um, if you're if you're trying to get into content creation, be yourself and the people who like what you do will find you. And form connections that's the main thing we we again we touched on it form connections with people not to get ahead just again to have that support network to create friendships and uh and 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 lift each other up because that's i i really do think that's the best thing that you can do to to like make yourself more comfortable to grow to do all of that good stuff um is yeah that's that's it just 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 be yourself and form connections that's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> JD, do you have any more questions um, for me? Well, what do you have going on for the next, you know, little bit next month? Maybe what's coming up over the summer? Uh, more short term too. like, what do you got going up next week? Um, but what's what's next on the plate for me a bite? OK, well, there is uh, there's also obviously the stuff at gaming is constantly ongoing and causes me constant stress because I've got to come up with bringing people <laughs> on the shows every single week. It's amazing, by the way. So my kind of stuff kind of falls out after the the wayside a little bit. I literally at the moment, I've, I've just been playing uh, Fortnite uh, right now. Wow. So I've been playing a lot of All Fortnite. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They, they, okay, okay. <laughs> let me justify this. Let me justify this. They added, um, they they took away the option to build in one of the game uh, modes, yeah. and it's a permanent uh-huh. game mode now. And it's so much more fun now. I'm it just is so gonna much more hide fun. myself from Shady because she Not hasn't cottoned Fortnite. on that I'm also no. playing Fortnite. So <laughs> Ty, join right, us. Right. Ty, play Fortnite. I played, I played one round by myself because the first time I ever played Fortnite was was part of the gaming magazines production that Mia had me on for. That is true. And You're responsible. <laughs> You're responsible. <laughs> it's you the fault. day after that. I played one round of Fortnite by myself, and I won because I hit in a bush f- towards the very end mm. and there were three or four people fighting over me and it was down to the last two and as soon as that one person got taken down I sprung out of they were literally yeah. on top of me like I was like how did they not and they see did not me? see you. and yeah. I popped out of the bush got them and I was like <laughs> and that was the last time I played it I was like feeling, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna walk away on that and I'm not gonna because I know how those get salty those games make me they make me very salty yeah <laughs> yeah I've been feeling that recently as well so we've been playing a bunch of Fortnite um uh we've I've also been doing a, a new playthrough of Bloodborne I actually really wanted to ask and I'm not sure how much time we do have but I wanted to ask you all about like I played Elden Ring recently I loved it to death 
Uh, have you played Elden Ring? Are you getting into it? I don't know that I will. Um, I haven't played it, but I'm I'm struggle with health issues and heart palpitations yeah. and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid anything that that hits my adrenaline really hard. And I think that Elden Ring. Let me Ring just say, is... Elden Ring is the most relaxing Souls game yeah. that I think. But you can, to call you it a play. relaxing Souls game is to be like I don't know like. Uh, I can't even come up with a good metaphor. It's still a Souls game. Like, it's still like <laughs> the heartbeat noise sound effect is constantly going off. Like, it's this is the most relaxing zombie movie I've ever seen. It's still a zombie movie. Yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, with, with, with Elden Ring, at least, like, if you hit a brick wall that's starting to cause you that stress, you can just go wander off somewhere else because it's open world, it's right? It's like Breath of the Wild, sort it's of. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it well, is, exactly. Actually, it's, 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 it's Breath of the Wild Souls. That's what it is. Okay. I know it's like, you've been playing it. it oh don't even get me started i'm i don't know if i'm ever gonna finish it i like literally mm. and it's not it's not because of the difficulty the difficulty is obviously a part of it but like it's huge like it's obscenely huge mm. There's so much mm. to do i'm like i think um for anyone who's playing elden ring you'll maybe know where i'm talking about um i got the two pieces of the secret medallion yeah and went to the secret path thing and i've just got there and i have no idea what's lying on the other side but i'm very excited so I don't know. I'm like, I'm 90 hours in and that's probably the biggest stream game I've ever done. Mm. Single mm. game. It's huge. <laughs> Did you finish I went, it, Mia? I finished it, yeah. I finished oh, it. Wow. I I, um, I want to do like a new game plus playthrough, but like uh, I kind of got burnt out on it after I was done mm. too. Because I, I went full in on that game. I was playing it offline. I was like progressing mm. and doing side quests and stuff. <laughs> I was like, too. I don't even care if chat doesn't see this. I'm doing this yeah. thing. I accidentally killed a, a boss that chat was really upset that I killed um, <laughs> without them. But, you know, I was super, super into it. So, yeah, I've I've been having like... I had an amazing amount of fun with that. And now I'm doing Bloodborne, which isn't That's as cool. fun, but it's uh, it's a good experience because it's still like a, a Souls-like. And and I, it's one of the games that I played very, very early on in my streaming career. I think like back in 2017 or something, like towards the end of 2017. And I sucked at it. And now after <laughs> Elden Ring, I've gone back. I'm not sure if it's just growing as a streamer and being able to like handle chat and the game at the same time mm-hmm. or whatever, but I'm doing so well like on it now like understanding the core concepts and how everything works and it was my first souls game though so that's probably got something to do with it uh mm. but yeah so that's that's going good and uh still playing through final fantasy 14 at the moment that's always brilliant neither of you play final fantasy 14 do you i do i don't you do i've been <laughs> trying do. to get ty to play final fantasy 14 for so long but she just refuses i can't to. commit to a, a monthly pay game i just can't <laughs> Well, did you know? Oh no! Did you know? Fantasy (laughs) fourteen, the critically acclaimed MMORPG. Yeah, (laughs) it's free to play up to level sixty, and includes the award-winning first expansion, Heaven's Ward. I can't stand you. (laughs) With uh, with unlimited playtime, Ty. You don't have to pay anything. Uh, Well, that's really that's really interesting. Wow. Okay. It is really you learn something new every day. Mm. <laughs> Honest, on, this whole podcast, I could, I we, I could just talk about video games. I, I love. Yeah, I'm so passionate about video games. I could just Me talk too. about video games. Um, but obviously, we we're. I don't want to keep you all day. This is a great conversation. So, so we're doing so. This is a good. This is a beautiful, lengthy. I know it's like I. I feel like we keep like. Oh, let's wind it down, and then we're like, wait, let's go back in, and then we're like, let's go. No, let's mm. go back in. Like but that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice <laughs> to have people that you can really vibe with. Yeah, I think, and that yeah. really really yeah. helps. 
Yeah, I'm but, glad we've um, moved away from trauma as well. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, right. I'd we had to get that out of the way. To be fair. We had, we had to just yeah. go ahead and like, like the elephant was here, and we're like, let's just go ahead and like open, like yeah, let's, let's deal with that. Let's carve a giant door out and let the elephant leave the room. Like mm. now, that's, that's the thing. Like, we can see the video games have always been my cure for yeah. trauma. Like yeah. that's always been yeah. my escape mechanism, and it's probably why I'm so passionate about them. Like yeah. uh, being a closeted trans person mm. back in like the '90s and stuff, I threw myself into every single character creation mm. game I could manage, and tell myself at the time, "Oh yeah, I'm playing the female character because I just like the way they look. That's the reason why." <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with that. Oh, I called what's their name? I called them Mia. Oh, you know, that's that's. I just like that's that interesting. name. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is right. Like every single female character, I chose the name Mia, and. Uh, Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 odd. I don't know, like, yeah, just because I like that name, it was uh, it was yeah. a thing, and I just like looking at the female characters. That's what I always said about obviously. the boy characters I was picking. <laughs> like, I just want to see their like saunter, like they're. Like... Mm. 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 I feel like I lost myself. I'm sorry, I'm going straight back into the conversation, but I lost myself in video games because I, I got bullied as a, yeah. like as a teenager. Yeah. So I was like, you know mm. what, Morrowind was there for me. And a really, really hard time in my life. I pl- I just threw myself in. And that's one of those games where you're in there for hundreds of hours and you can mm-hmm. just do whatever you want. And I, I I still remember it was an Easter break during school and I didn't leave. We, we had my uh, Xbox in the dining room really randomly. I had all the curtains closed so the TV didn't have any glare on it so I could play my video game. My mom was like, are you a vampire? And I was like, no, mom, I'm a werewolf. You know what I mean? I, like, I did the exact same thing. Like, you draw the curtains just because yep. of those old monitors. You're like, you any, any, anything. any sunlight, <laughs> just glare constantly. It was, it was awful, yeah. I feel you. I feel you on that. Well, I feel like, unfortunately, we should probably wrap up eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, Mia, where can people find you on the internet? Tell us all about it. Uh, you can find me in a multitude of places. If you want to see my lovely face, you can catch me on over at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. That is G-A-Y-M-I-N-G-M-A-G. Uh, gaming with a Y. And uh, we do all kinds of content over there. We do the the podcast, which is every two weeks, like we say. And uh, every Wednesday or Thursday on a rotating basis, we have Let's Go Gaming. Uh, where we have uh, all manner of cool queer guests coming on in, doing their thing, just being absolutely awesome. Uh, I played uh, Mario Party yesterday with the lovely uh, musician Shora, and uh, they brought in another queer content creator, Vanna, as well. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, if you want to see the VTubing stuff, you can join me on over at twitch.tv forward slash MiaBytes. And like, if you search MiaBytes, you'll find all that stuff. We might even eventually do an anime reading of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. No I know way. a bunch of voice actor friends. It's uh, something that's being kicked around. So I'm not sure when that's happening, but when it does eventually happen, and it's going to be amazing. That's fun. That's very cool. <laughs> Shady, what have you got going on and where can um, people find you? I'm, I guess, still on like kind of a break right now. I don't know. Um, I, I'm gearing up. That's what I would say. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've recently gotten mm-hmm. like some new equipment. Um, I have a second mic now, so I'm gonna be trying to move a little bit more into like an ASMR realm with the midnight study sesh, like esoteric deep dive research streams I've been doing. Um, I'm really working on my website. I think I'm gonna move a little bit more mm-hmm. heavily into blogging. Um, and, and running like a website, kind of a Wikipedia space. And then Twitch 
And YouTube are still going to be part of it, but I'm kind of still trying to find my identity. I'm sick of feeling trapped in boxes and I keep putting myself Mm -hmm. in boxes. And so it's all over the place. HeyShadyLady.com. Sorry, I tell you what, I tell you what, you know, you could say you you URLs in a second. I'm really looking forward to our Fortnite collaboration stream. Stop it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. (laughs) I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. The three of us. Yeah. You know what? I'll just drag you all on to Let's Go Gaming again and we'll do it there or whatever. I'm down. Hit me up, whatever. Let's do it. Make it happen. (laughs) So where where can people find that content? Yeah, it's all Hey Shady Lady (laughs) on everything. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Um, all the good stuff and hey shady lady hey shady is the website i'm kicking back up i'm almost done with like the initial like getting all the bio and the contact pages working so i'm starting to move into actual blog production on that and it's all gonna i feel like having that roosting point gives me it's like ready-made scripts at this point like i've got these blog posts mm. made and then i can just immediately segue to youtube videos with them and then i feel like oh there's there's a lot because i do like twitch tip type youtube videos and stuff a huge talking point in those is always Give people a reason to care that you're a streamer in the first place. Like, do something special off of Twitch so people care about your Twitch stream. And I'm like, that's what my website's mm. going to be. So, like, I like that. <laughs> what about you, Psyche? So, my schedule's all over the place at the minute, but normally you can find me Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at noon BST or UK time, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, however, I am going to be at Advertising Week Europe, which I think is the week after this episode mm. goes live. Um, I'm going to be speaking on a panel. Uh, it's it's a very marketing focused uh, event, but I'm going to be speaking on a panel with a bunch of other really great creators about how brands can create more inclusive experiences. So I'm pretty excited Ooh. about that. And if you're not able to be at the event, because again, it's a very marketing focused, like brand focused <laughs> event. I think that the the sessions are all going to be recorded, so they should be available afterwards. So that's me. That's part of the reason that my schedule's just all over the place at the minute. But that's mm. me. And I am twitch.tv for slash psyche or psyche plays on pretty much everything except TikTok, where I'm psyche twitch because I didn't successfully brand myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much me. All right. Well, um, Mia, thank you so, so much for your time and sharing thank your you. journey with everyone today. It's been awesome. This has been a wonderful conversation. It's, it's been an honor. Like, I absolutely love everything that you're doing here. I, I you know, I listen. Mm religiously every <laughs> single episode that comes out you always have the the best guests on and you're doing uh, great work well thank you for oh, being thanks, here Mia. thank you everyone so much for listening and i suppose we will catch you on the next episode of boss level podcast bye everybody bye, bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.